Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Untamed Life. It's Christine Jewell, and here we are at the end of 2022 at the time of this recording. It is the week between Christmas and New Year's. This is honestly one of my favorite times. It's probably one of the favorite weeks of the year for me. Next to, of course, my birthday week. July is more of a birthday celebration month, but this is such a symbolic time of year for me, besides the fact that it's a time of deep rest, of going inward, a time of reflection. It's a time where I've always taken the week off to just slow everything down and really get clear about the next chapter, right? And of course, it's really just another day, another time of year that we're stepping into, but it can be, again, such an easy thing to go through these transitions, these periods of time, just mindlessly kind of rushing from one thing to the next, right? Rather than being intentional about reflecting, closing a chapter, choosing what gets to move forward with us, choosing what gets to stay back, really setting the intention about where we're going. And a lot of these, you know, time periods or these seasons, sometimes they come upon us, right? We go through and we sense, okay, it's time for a life change. I can feel something stirring in my relationship. I can feel something reorganizing in my in my career path. And we start to get these longings and these urges that we've got to begin to move in a different direction. So sometimes that's God's timing, just moving us, right? It's time, we're called, we move on. And then there's times of intentional pause, right? When you are running the course, sometimes you've got to just slow down. You want to take in the view. It reminds me of a couple of years ago, uh, a couple of years ago, this was a while ago now, I was running the Big Sur Marathon in California on the Pacific Coast Highway. And even though it was the middle of this race, right? It was a race, it was a marathon, they had shut down the whole Pacific Coast Highway. We got dropped off at this park, the National Park. I think it was like 3.30 or 4 a.m. It was pitch black, freezing, right? We had, I think we were in garbage bags to stay warm. But as the sun began to come out and the race started at 6 a.m. and we were running along the ocean and it was ocean on one side and mountainous and so rugged on the other side. If you've ever driven that highway, it is beautiful. And as the fog is lifting, I mean, it was so majestic. The view was so captivating that you just, I had a camera on me. I kept stopping to take pictures, to just breathe, to soak everything in. And also, yeah, to stretch and recalibrate. It was a two-mile stretch where they had Japanese drummers playing these drums as we were climbing this hill. And then at the top, there was a guy playing the grand piano. And, you know, it was just amazing to me that people were that were so focused on the race. They just kept running. They kept running, right? Wanting to get their best time. So focused on the end. And then there was other people 
like me who were like, I am stopping. I'm going to pause for a minute. I'm going to soak this in. I'm going to really breathe in the fullness, the depth of this moment, the richness of this experience. I don't know how many big star marathons I'm ever going to get to run. I don't know how often I'm going to be in this place at this time doing this exact thing again in my life. Never. And, you know, it just reminds me of that experience that finishing that race was extraordinary. It was a great experience. I had a great marathon time too. I think I did 345, which is pretty good considering all the hills and how many stops I made. And I was wearing a GoPro and everything. But here's the thing. What I remember about that race, what I remember about that journey is taking it all in breathing it all in, saturating myself in this experience. And, you know, as I've connected with clients over the last month, dropped into my own reflection, I realized that the conversation has come up more times, almost on a, on a daily basis. Even my brother came and visited. He's visiting me from the Philippines with his fiance. And so many of us are stuck in a race, a race against time. We're terrified that we're running out of time, time to experience life. And so we're always trying to cram, cram, cram more things in. And I've had this conversation with several of my beautiful one-on-one clients this week that are, you know, feeling overscheduled and oversaturated with stuff, you know, constantly in this race, going from one thing to the next to the next. And these, these uh, opportunities, these experiences are just passing them by and they're spending a weekend with family and friends and going around or they're, you know, traveling on a, on a trip to Costa Rica or a trip to Hawaii or a trip to whatever, or they're, you know, going from one event to the next event, to one speaking gig, to the next, to leading a team. And oftentimes the conversation is, Christine, I I don't even remember what I did. I mean, I know I was there. I know I was having fun, but I missed so much of that time with my kids, with my family, with my team of that country. And again, I'm using these broader analogies because I've had this conversation across the board where we are so focused on running the race living in a rat race, operating at a pace that no longer works for us because it's just programmed in us. It's just in our automatic nervous system. It's just what's familiar that we don't stop to slow down and just interrupt the pattern a little bit. And here's the thing. You don't have to turn the whole thing upside down and inside out, but it's becoming aware and choosing to slow time down, to observe in slow motion, to experience in slow, slow motion, to taste fully the, the, the sweetness of the fruit, right? And to interrupt our familiar patterns just a little bit, like these microscopic interruptions, right? I'm not talking about massive disruption here. I'm talking about interrupting the normal pace. And so for me right now, this, this conversation that I want to have with you guys is as we are moving from one season into the next, as we're moving from one year into the next, you know, are you just racing? Are you still keeping up the same pace? Are you so focused on the, the race, the end game that you are not really enjoying it? 
What if you interrupted the pattern and maybe you do have a process or a ritual of doing some sort of annual review or annual reflection? And I think that's great. That's amazing. And here's the other thing I know every year I keep refining this practice. I keep shifting it, right? I keep recalibrating it because I grow, right? So what I reflect on grows. I was looking at a planning system that I had just from two or three years ago, I believe it was maybe three years ago. And it was all about goals and it was all about goal setting and manifesting this ideal dream year. And, you know, there's a time and a place where that tool, that way of reflection and planning works really well. So depending on where you are, that might be exactly what speaks to you. Over the last two years, I don't set goals anymore. I do more of a big, broader reflection of what worked, what didn't work, what lessons I learned, you know, what growth moments I had, what things I was tolerating, what kind of relationships I had with different things in my life. And I'm going to unpack a couple of them here that I want to drop some gems in here for you to give you some you know, things to munch on, to meditate on, to reflect on as over these coming weeks, you know, as we're heading into a new chapter. And, you know, in the way that I do these reflections and the questions I ask keep evolving and the way that I do my vision planning, planning, if that's the word, the way I receive the vision today is very different than how I did it in the past, right? And how I move into my calling and the choices I'm going to make and the actions I select are very different than the way I did it in the past, which was very linear focus, sort of very surface-based three-dimensional reality, right? That was like, here's what I want. Here is how I get it. It's ABC. Then I get D and it's done. And I check a box and I move on. Now I'm really in the space of pulling back and getting a broader view, right? Of the landscape of, is this the view? Is this the vision for my life that I really am embracing that I desire that feels aligned for the life that I've, you know, created for? Am I tuned into the calling that is on my heart, on my spirit right now? And am I listening and heeding and moving towards that call, right? To expand my career, to grow into the next level of leadership or serving or changing the way I deliver things or speaking about certain things. And what is the mission right now? Because those missions become the action items. They become the things that we focus our attention, our energy, our time, our resources on. And all of those other goals that we usually had just sort of happen and fall into place. So I want to pull us back a little bit. I just shared a little bit about how I've evolved in my vision reflection, my planning, closing out chapters, but I want to just tap into a couple quick things. And my intention with this podcast is that you walk away with a couple really awesome questions to ask yourself uh, that you walk away with a desire to slow down and interrupt your old patterns to ask better questions as you're moving into this year um, to embrace a little bit more fully, more richly, this season of life that you're currently in, the one that you're coming out of, and the one that you're moving into, right? Can you experience more life, not just more time, right? Can you experience more richness? Because 10 minutes can feel like a lifetime <laughs> if we're doing something we can't stand, and it can feel like a lifetime if we're doing something we love, you know, or it can just feel so fleeting. Same thing for a day, same thing for a year. So my intention is that you walk away with some greater questions, a desire to interrupt the pattern and uh, an invitation, you know, to stretch yourself, 
as we move forward, as we look ahead, I also want to share a little bit about the vision that's on my heart and we will rock it out. So first things, you know, I want to, one of the things that I love to do is that yearly reflection and I'll probably do this into two parts, but as we look at today, you know, I really do believe that as we look back, we have got to celebrate. And I know that many of us are, you know, we do gratitude lists and stuff like that. But what are you really, really, really in celebration of, right? Like, what are you celebrating from this past year? Are you in the practice of not only doing gratitude, like, oh, thank you for this. Thank you for this. But like literally raising a glass and saying, look at that. Like, look at what we accomplished together with God. Look at what we accomplished as a team. Like, can we just hold up a second and like toot our horn and celebrate and have a little bit of a party about this, right? I'm going to raise my hand because I get really guilty of this. I get really serious about where I'm going, about the work that's at hand. I can get so locked in to the vision that I have, the projects that I'm on, that I lose the joy. And this, and it's funny because I have a lot of delight. I have a lot of joy and I have this very light, playful spirit about me. And every time I get too serious or too much in the race, I lose the joy. So as we go into celebrations, like what events, what evidence, what opportunities, what challenges, accomplishments took place that you are recognizing? You guys hear me say that all the time. What we recognize feels appreciated. What we appreciate, appreciates. And as I'm recording this podcast, I'm looking on my wall over there. You guys can't see it, but I have all these big post-it sticky note, like whiteboard things up. And I have all of these different topics on these, right? And one of these is, what am I celebrating? What am I appreciating, right? So celebrations and appreciations, I kind of break these apart because celebrations is like, let's raise the glass and really a little bit of a a declaration, right? Out loud to myself, to my husband, to my family, to with our clients, with the ladies. You know, we have a sisterhood. We just spent a whole session last week or just celebrating and sharing, you know, and tooting our horns a little bit, right? And also celebrating what God was doing in our lives. One of the questions I asked them was, how did God show up in your life this last year? Especially unexpected, especially unplanned, you know, especially in the ways that you didn't think he was going to show up or execute or fulfill promises for you. And really stopping to celebrate and appreciate. With that appreciation is also, you know, for me, the celebration is more outward the appreciation is more of an inward reflection. And as I go into deep appreciation, I think this is one of the foundations why people really struggle struggle in relationships is that we were not taught how to appreciate ourselves, our character and other people and their character, right? About others that's unique, that's different, their unique gifts, right? Instead, we're taught to compete, to not appreciate differences, to be threatened by them, or that it's egotistical and selfish and all of this other stuff. And we don't want to be vain or conceited or whatever. So there is this humble appreciation that we can drop into. It's a heart of humility, a noble heart that really drops into the secret place and says, I see you. I am so appreciative of you. So what do I appreciate about the way that I showed up, right? What do I appreciate about the way I navigated things? What do I appreciate about others this year, right? What do I appreciate about resources or support 
that showed up at the perfect time. And this to me has a lot to do with our relationship with things like time and money and energy and, you know, all of the things, the resources, right? Our family, the people in our life, the people that work for us, the people that work with us, like, am I in appreciation for them? And also our differences, like, we can provide a lot of contrast for each other, right? Sometimes that person that we're like, oh, this person drove me crazy, this project, this thing. And yet it provided me with so much contrast. And I always say like contrast gives me clarity. So this is actually a time of year when I look back and I'm like, man, those challenges, those people that push back, those people that push my buttons, you know, those things that I just you know, the ex-wife of my my husband or whatever it was, right? These these scenarios, these situations, I can really drop into a place of appreciation because I appreciate the contrast. The contrast really shows me also how far I've come, how much of the work I've gone through. And instead of dropping into judgment, I can actually appreciate both of us where we're at, the level of consciousness we're both at, you know, the level of understanding and understanding we have about each other. And I think, again, this is a a big point of contention, especially as I talk about relationships. I work with people that are just having so many misunderstandings inside of their relationships. They're fighting with their partner. They don't see it on the same page. They don't see things on the same page. They're fighting with their executive teams, fighting with their kids, their teenage kids. Their adult parents that, you know, they're upset because they want their parents to act differently. And here's the thing. If we can't appreciate where someone else is at, where someone else is coming from, we will always be full of expectations, judgments, and disappointment. And it starts with us. Whenever I start really falling into judgment, unmet expectations, and lots of disappointment, which is, again, I know that place very, very familiar, like very familiar for me. It's because I'm not even appreciating, you know, how far I've come, the work that I've gone through, the challenges I've overcome, the, you know, the depth of the work that I've done. So I wanted to to say this because, you know, one of the things I'm really appreciating this last year is really moving into a whole new level of service and pouring into the relationships I've had, you know, the, as a woman coming from a lot of dysfunctional background and family, a distorted relationship with the masculine, I've done a lot of healing about that. I'm passionate about the work. That's what I do with clients. And also I realized about myself this year that because I had had so much history, so many decades of chaotic, dramatic holidays, environments, right? Needing to escape from, from one environment to go, to get away from things. I had this like pattern in my nervous system that actually was uncomfortable just being relaxed in a home environment where there was actually a thriving family, like kids were running around and playing and people were having dinner and things were normalized, right? There was such a distortion in my nervous system and my psyche that chaos and drama was exciting, right? And there was passion and there was excitement and there was adventure. And when it wasn't like that and things were calm and things were peaceful and things were just steady, you know, I had to do some work to recognize I was actually uncomfortable. There was a part of me, even though I longed for it for so much, there was a part of me that also was like, I don't know if I like this, like, this is weird, right? And being able to drop into the place where you can really be content and at peace with 
a new normal that is actually like calm, <laughs> grounded, right? Where you can stay put without having to constantly move and run and race against time and compete against people or move away from toxic environments. And this is actually a huge conversation that I had with many clients this year was being able to relax into a new normal that was not full of chaos and drama without thinking that something was wrong, right? Because we have these, these experiences in our nervous system and our heart and in our collective, you know, psyches from the past and everything else. So celebrations and appreciation. I wanted to, to share that one with you. And, and the second thing there, you know, for me was really one of the things that I really walked away from this year was recognizing that there are really gifts. I talk about this all the time, the gifts that God put in us, but we can be using our gifts in all the wrong ways or watering down our gifts. So we don't really appreciate the gifts, but when we can see it, and then we claim them and we're like, all right, you gave me this gift. Like you gave me this gift of insight. He gave me a gift of insight. I have this ability to see through things and to change perspectives so fast where people are just stuck. All they can see is on the surface. It's almost like I could see right through it, right? I have this gift of insight and wisdom, and I have these gifts of knowledge and words that can just be spoken. And Sometimes they feel like prophecies. Sometimes they feel like insights. They're just the right thing at the right time and they pierce and they cut through. And for so many years, I saw it, but I was like, I didn't fully own it. And once I did, and I said, thank you. Thank you. I received this gift and now I'm in full activation of it. And I'm going to bring the gift, every conversation, everywhere I go, right? It just started coming alive. And this is a key lesson for me from the past year is, you know, once we activate the gifts, we recognize them, we receive them, and we say, okay, bring it on. I'm turning the switch on, and I'm going to start pouring this gift into others. The gift is not for us. Then we begin to really operate from a place of overflow. Instead of this place of doubting our gifts, doubting whether or not we should use them, if anyone will receive them, if anyone will appreciate them, if anyone cares, right? It's like, no, I'm bringing the gifts, right? So you've got all your hands full and you're like, I'm bringing the gifts. I'm bringing the energia, right? That's another one. I'm looking at my wall. I have another poster there with all of the gifts. Energia is this superhuman power, this big energy that some of us hold. And that's, again, that's another gift, right? So you guys know where I'm going with this. What are we celebrating? What are we appreciating? What were the key lessons and the gifts that were unlocked in this past year, the gifts within yourself and sometimes the gifts of the hard lessons, right? What were the hard lessons and those key lessons that we received? And I would, I really believe that this point of reflection is so key because if we don't receive the gift in the lesson, and sometimes it comes through a hardship often, you know, that wisdom can be received because we hear that word within our heart, within our spirit. We hear it from another wise person. We receive it from a mentor, right? We receive it from the spirit or it's earned through hard lessons. It's earned wisdom. It's earned through pain a lot of times. And so as I reflect on the key lessons, I'm like, you know, thank you, God. I got that message. Thank you, honey. Thank you, money. Thank you, time. Thank you, energy. Thank you, whatever that thing is that I was struggling with before. I'm like, I got the lesson. I got the gift. Now I have it. I don't need to keep receiving it and repeating it. It's now my gift to give to someone else. And this is a huge piece of the breakthrough, you guys. When you start realizing and recognizing it, I don't need to keep relearning the lesson, re-receiving the gift over and over again. Once you got it, then it's ours to pass on. I hope this lands. 
So I'm quickly, you know, going through some of these reflection tools. What were we celebrating? What were we appreciating? What were the key lessons and the gifts of the year? And what was those pivotal moments? I mean, I love this question of like, we all had these like breakthrough moments, these, you know, I call them like divine time, you know, appointments or these things where something just broke open. Something was like, boom, you just decided that old way was over, a door opened, you walked through it. Like for me, this point of reflection is so huge. And I'm not going to get into the whole workshop. I'm I'm sharing a couple of the questions from the workshop I ran with my clients. But in these tipping points, in these tipping moments, they're definitely, it's like kind of like a domino goes off and it shoo, changes the game for everything else. And I love tuning into this because once we recognize what that first domino, what those tipping points are for us. And we realized, like, what was I doing? What was I focused on, right? When those things showed up and I moved in them, then then we can be more intentional about being aware of when those tipping points show up instead of standing there at the door waiting and waiting and waiting for the dominoes to fall in alignment for us. But we can actually start to go, you know what? It was that one conversation I was didn't want to have. I didn't want to have. I was avoiding that conversation. But then I had the conversation. It's like, shoo, the floodgates open, all the burden, all the weight dropped off. The anxiety went away, started sleeping again. And that one hard conversation was a tipping point. This is a huge one. I've had several of these happen this year, especially with people that I was coaching, where there was just something that needed to be handled, something that needed to be done that they were avoiding, they were procrastinating on, they were creatively avoiding. And once they looked at it, that fear, they walked through the cave, it was like, boom, everything else started opening up. So I'm so curious, you know, have you had some of those moments this year? And uh, the last thing I want to say here as, as we look ahead, is like, thank you for those lessons. Thank you for the gifts. Thank you for the pivotal moments. That's a reminder, right? To, to not hesitate on those difficult conversations or those decisions when something shows up and we say, yes, I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to attend. I'm going to say yes to this opportunity that we stop hesitating so much. We stop procrastinating. We stop delaying what's meant for us, right? Um, and, and I was love to just tune back into, you know, what was my word of the year last year? How did it manifest for me? And also like if, if last year was a screenplay, what was the title, you know, and hopefully they're in alignment. Last year, when I started this, my word of the year was outpouring and my husband was integrity. And it's, you know, whew, I think Mark and I did an episode a while back on this, but, you know, sometimes we don't realize when we choose our word of the year, it chooses us, right? Or we set an intention, how it starts to organize is not always how we thought it was going to be. But I, I have to say this last year was a year of outpouring for me. And I have been blessed in so many ways. And for me, it was not only an outpouring of, of just so much beauty and love and new newness in my life. We moved into our you know new home. We had a new location. My mom came like this house. We just was so filled with people, with friends, with family for Christmas. It was it's really beginning to manifest as a place of gravity for people. We have certain family members. They just come here and sleep. You know, I think it's just a place of rest and renewal for people. So but really the outpouring was I just poured out of my heart 
into all of my clients, into my programs, into this podcast. Like I really, I had my moments where I got up in my head for sure. You know, I'm human. I had moments where I got caught up and all those moments were times that I contracted. So those are some of my key lessons is that when I didn't honor the times where I needed rest, I contracted. When I started operating too much out of my head and strategizing too much and trying to you know, set outcomes and set strategies. I'm not saying don't be strategic, but when I tip the scales a little too much in one direction, things contracted again. When I was able to stay in the place of flowing from my heart, like pouring out, really serving, you know, my family, my husband, my my work, this podcast, the book, whatever, from a place that was really already fed, already full, that's when everything multiplies. And it's a great reminder for me to continue to double down on those practices. You know, my morning practice of prayer or writing, meditations, you know, moving my body. I have this beautiful, you know, three mile loop here in my survey, my neighborhood that goes around the golf course. And it takes me about 40 minutes, sometimes 25, you know, sometimes it's a half hour run, sometimes it's an hour walk but I just run, walk. And it's such a time for me. Now I've got this rhythm down where I start. I listen to some music. I, you know, get activated in my body. I do some sprints. I run, then I drop into some prayer and conversation with God while I'm walking as if I'm walking with a close friend. And then I'll just start, you know, blessing people in my life. And then I'll actually start sending arrows out. Right. So I kind of know when I turn the corner, once I get up by the clubhouse, I start shooting out arrows, like messages to people that I want to connect with, conversations, invitations, right? And it's such a strategic way of structuring that five kilometer, three mile loop, but it's such a life-giving process at the same time. And the reason why I'm saying this is as I look at what are the things I get to double down on? Sometimes the way we've done something, well, I get up, I go work out, then I sit at my desk and I do this. Sometimes the way in which we do it has to shift, but the essence of it is what matters. So again, for me, that essence is connecting, listening to worship music, to pray, to meditate, to bless my children, to send messages and connect with people. And what if I get to do it while I'm out walking and while I'm enjoying the sun? And what if it's the whole process is actually life-giving instead of I have to do this so that I can do that? I'm really moving into the space of, you know, what are the things I get to double down on that actually are so life-giving that they multiply all areas? So as we wrap today, I wanted to just tune in to give you some questions to drop into maybe a place of reflection. And, um, you know, what was the vision at the start of your year last year? And what would the version of you, like the, the person you are today, what would you say to the you of one year ago today? If you were to sit down at a coffee shop and grab a cup of coffee together, or you were to see yourself, what you were worried about last year at this time, what you were anxious about, what you were having trouble sleeping over, like, what would you have to say knowing what you know now, right? So, so powerful, these questions. Again, these are questions I'm constantly tuning into. I'm working through with my clients or workshopping these things out, but they are powerful questions because as we lean in and we look ahead at this new chapter, we can begin to do so with a new frame of reference, a new level of appreciation, new gifting. And that means that we are creating from a new level of consciousness, which means we are going to create new things this coming year instead of repeating and rehashing 
the old. In the next podcast, I want to talk a little bit more about vision and setting the course. But for now, I just want to like wrap by saying thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. And I want to offer you something as a gift today um, because it is the end of the year. I have recorded this vision planning workshop that I've done live as a full day, a two-day event. I'm not, I'm not giving you the two-day event, but I have recorded a training on some of these questions, the reflection, as well as the future vision casting. And I call it casting a vision because we are looking outward and yet fully living in the moment, enjoying today. We know we could see the big picture, but we're not consumed or tormented by where we're not because we're always living in the gap. We have a beautiful vision, but we always come back to the present. So I have recorded this uh, workshop as a, a training tool, comes with a PDF and everything. If this is something that you guys would like to have access to, I'm going to drop the link below. And for a limited time, we're going to hold this through the first two weeks of January. We're going to offer this at 50% off the regular investment. So you guys can check out the link below on that vision casting workshop. You can get access to that. It's very accessible. We're making it very easy and accessible to get access to that. And um, addressing, you know, going much deeper into some of these questions that I asked you guys today. Um, so make sure if you're interested, you go ahead and grab that. And again, thank you so much for being here. My my uh, prayer, my hope for you is that you are really taking this time now to saturate yourself, to enjoy these moments, to reflect, to drop into deep appreciation, and give yourself some room because creative energy, right? creative power flows in spaciousness. Um, please don't, you know, rush through the holidays and rush right back to work and forget to stop and take in that view, right? Come back to my story of running the marathon and you're on the Pacific Coast Highway and it's like the piano's playing. Can you just stop? Can you listen to some music for a bit? Can you listen to the music of your family? Can you walk in nature? Can you drop inwards? Can you start to tune into what worked, what didn't work? You know, what do you want to experience more of? What do you want to experience less of? What do you want this year to be about as you're looking ahead? What does it get to be about, right? And uh, what beautiful lessons did you, did you harvest? Did you mine this year that you can now take forward as gifts for others? So thank you guys for being here. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you, please forward it to somebody that needs to hear this message that maybe has been going through the motions for a while, drifting a bit. And it's a gift to just be asked the right questions. I cannot tell you like, one of the most powerful practices I've had as I've listened to podcasts, work with coaches as mentors, is to build myself an arsenal of really awesome questions. And I just keep them going. There must be hundreds of them in there now. And so right now, if you could pass this on to someone, you can you know, share. It might be that voice in their head that actually provides expansive thought for them, expands their heart, expands their vision, because so much of the world right now is always just complaining, comparing to where we're not focused on things that contract us. And it's not often that we have a lot of voices in our ears, in our minds that are actually speaking, you know, words that empower us, words that build us, words that expand us, words that deepen us. And I hope that this is exactly what this podcast is for you. And if it has gifted you, then I'm asking you that you gift someone else as well. Share this podcast. And if you haven't done so already, uh, I would appreciate you leaving a review. 
As always, I look forward to hearing from you guys. You can find me on Instagram at the Christine Jewel. Until next time, here's to closing out this beautiful chapter 2022. For me, it was a year of outpouring. I'm so excited to see what God is doing in my life and your lives. I believe that great things are coming. We're moving into a new era, a time of renewed opportunity, a time of reclaiming all that was lost, all that was stolen from you. It's time for you to reclaim the territory of your heart, your mind, your body, and establish all that you are created for. I'm excited to tell you more about this in the next episode. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.